Hi everyone, it's the Petite Polymath COVID edition. Um, the world has kind of been a bit topsy-turvy in the last few weeks, and so I'm not gonna do the typical thing where I talk about a, a special book. I'm gonna talk about what I've been doing in this pandemic time, um, and hopefully it'll give you some new ideas um, if you're looking for stuff to keep yourself occupied. Okay, so, um, fast, well, rewind to two months ago, I was getting ready to go to Sundance in Park City, Utah, and um, one of the girls in the house I'm staying in um, was an epidemiologist and microbiologist and happens to be um, Taiwanese, and so she had posted about this new illness, coronavirus, that was kind of starting to take off in China um, over the fall, uh, I think the end of November, December, but we weren't really hearing about it at the time. Uh, she had just kind of thrown it out for us to be aware of it, you know, because the world is small with travel today and globalization. And so with your flying and in the setting of both this and the flu season, to just be aware of it, wash hands, wear a mask if you felt crummy when you flew up to Utah. Uh, I think Chinese New Year was also coming up around the same time. And so, you know, I had been very ill last year for the first third of 2019. I was just on my bed of affliction. I had some weird, horrible URI thing that I couldn't shake um, when I'd come back from spending some time in Spain with a friend. And then, like, on the heels of that, I got the flu and then a GI bug. It was just from end of December, early January through March, I was just ill. And so I um, was very vigilant in this upcoming season to not get sick. So I was, like, doing all the probiotics and emergency and oil of oregano if I felt a tickle in my throat and washing my hands and getting lots of rest and all that sort of stuff. And so I'd taken a mask and... Uh, had it with me when I flew to Utah. And so didn't think a whole lot of it at the time. But then when we actually all met in Utah, I was like, hmm, I'm going to file this away. This is probably a bug to keep an eye on because it might be a big deal. Well, uh, that is an understatement to say the least, because here we are two months later with, you know, shelter in place orders in various parts of the country. Um, cities on lockdown, countries on lockdown, honestly, and that's not even hyperbolic. Um, you know, the tanking of the stock market, uh, people being absolute jerks and stockpiling things that we don't even have a shortage of, not having enough protective um, equipment for healthcare providers, and I'm a doctor, so that hits near and dear to me. Uh, I think people in medicine, you know, when you deal with life and death, when you deal with potential for infection or injury regularly in your job, in order to cope with that and to not be a basket case, you kind of push down a lot of your anxieties uh, and just kind of go about your day to day and don't think a lot of it. And a lot of you, a lot of us learn how to do this, you know, if not in medical school, definitely as residents. You know, when you're drawing blood, finger sticks and being in surgeries and potentially like cutting yourself or um, not forgetting a mask with somebody who's on precaution or having someone have florid active TB and not know it when you went in and they were coughing. 
and then you know after the fact you find this out you know so we we live in this in this space of the in between in a way that the average person probably does it i think the other people who understand this are are i'm sure first responders police officers military people at active duty firefighters um that sort of thing and so i felt like i was waking up in a in a sci-fi movie slash bad dream you know every day you wake up thinking is this really life you know i'd gone camping with some um, girlfriends not this past weekend but the one before we were kind of watching the news didn't know if we were going to be you know have enforced shelter in place right away or not um and i i felt that i probably that was going to be my last time to be with people that were not living in my house. And I live, well, my younger brother now lives with me, which I'm really excited about um, because this would have been very lonely to do by myself. Also, I'm incredibly extroverted and I have no pets. Uh, so that would have just been sad. So I'm very glad he's here. Uh, and he just got here a month ago. Um, but anyway, you know, we're watching the news and we go off to Big Bend and camp in the desert in tents. Uh, for a long weekend before this is, you know, everything kind of started to, to really, like, manifest itself. Um, and it's just, it is an exercise in a lot of different things. I think for me, one, my faith is, is absolutely vital to my life uh, anyway, but leaning into the times of quiet, reminding myself that I don't have any control over much of anything. And so in that way, being able to relinquish the illusion of control to God and not be panicky about this, but then also be wise. Uh, last Friday, I um, went to the OR and like poked my head in and I was like, hi, could I please um, get some scrubs? Because I was like, you know, there's no point in me wearing clothes to work every day that I then probably should be fumigating because my patients are, are ridiculous, y'all. I see mostly older people. Why do they still show up to appointments for things that are not urgent? Like we have to actually call them and convince them, you should stay home. You should not come in for that tremor that you've had for three years. Can we do this via telemedicine? Can I call you on the phone? Like the only people who should be coming in are people who need procedures and um, you know, things that I can't do via the computer. And, and there's just this weird disconnect of both the cavalier youth, but that's not the only story. It's not just cavalier youth, it's cavalier human beings that I think because they've not been directly impacted and they see it as like this thing over here on the news, but it's not like their neighbor, their loved one themselves, they somehow feel that they're just not going to be impacted by this. Um, not to mention the very like contradictory, uh, you know, messaging we're getting from the media, which is asinine to me that you think that by Easter, President of the United States, we're going to be back to like normal pro you know, you know programming, which is completely ridiculous. Like that's not viruses don't know that it's Easter. I, I just don't understand how you think that's going to work as we're watching this play out in other countries. Um, one thing I will say, because I, I don't want us to wallow in the place of despair, is that I have been very heart, in heart, like heart warmed by people leaning into loving each other well. Um, my brother's been doing favor deliveries that are contactless for you know, the immunocompromised and the elderly who can't get out, and just how grateful they are for him doing that. 
Um, you know, my patients who I do the telemedicine visits with are so appreciative. Um, you know, restaurants and bars and things that have had to close. We've been tried to really be um, as helpful as we can and, and order a few meals out of the week to help support them because they have had to lay off people. You know, there are people that are that are very uh, scared, not just about the health implications, but the understandable financial and economic implications of this. And how do we, in the words of Mr. Rogers, be the helpers? Um, you know, connecting on, on Zoom and Google Duo and all these video chats to catch up with people that are isolated and feel alone. Loving on your friends from afar. Sending letters in the mail. Um, you know, hats off to delivery people, the postmen, all of the essential personnel that are out there still doing their jobs so that people who don't need to go out can stay their behinds at home and flatten the curve. And so to that end, what I have been listening to, reading, watching when I am not doing work, because I still go to work every day, um, and try to convince people to let me just see them virtually and not in real life for the most part. So, uh, things I have been listening to. Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, for those of you who've listened to my podcast, are familiar with the very first podcast that I did where I think I talked about, was it This Is America? Maybe it was. Um, I am so excited because he released a new album, and it's excellent. Um, I think it's called 31520 for the date that it was released. It is so good. And there's some really dancey stuff and some really fun, some really fun songs. If you saw him um, in concert, I saw him at ACL back in October. Um, the second song off of the album called Algorithm was one of the ones he performed. And I was like, what is this? I hope he releases this single soon. Well, he didn't, but he did release an album. So get into it. Uh, also, Sufjan Stevens released a new album called Aporia, I believe. It's pretty instrumental. I was hoping to hear his voice. We're not really hearing that as much, but it's okay. Um, Little Dragon has an album coming out in a couple of days, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, Jay Electronica had a new album out. I was very confused because uh, Jay-Z, I was like listening to it at work, and I was like, there's a lot of Jay-Z in this. Or does he sound like Jay-Z? Does his voice just sound like Jay-Z? So I had to look it up, and then apparently Jay-Z and him, of course, are friends, and I guess um, he was on the album a lot, but he just didn't, like, attach himself to that. So that's why people didn't know. So FYI, lots of Jay-Z on that album, but that's fine. Um, anyone else new I've been listening to? Not off the top of my head. Um, I'm looking forward to Haim's new album whenever they decide to release it, which I think won't be until maybe later in the summer. Um, I also have been making it a contemplation playlist uh, with a couple of like worshipful songs to just kind of center myself and remember from whom my help comes. So I think that's another uh, important place to start. Um, things I'm reading. So I'm rereading a book called Color by Victoria Finlay. And it's a natural history of pigments, pretty much, uh, which the nerd in me who loves like random information about things 
um, is really enjoying. Also, I decided since in a pandemic where you're stuck at home, you should bake. Uh, I'm going to bake more bread. So I um, had ordered a couple of cookbooks. Um, Samin Nasrat's uh, fat, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, which is almost like reading a book, and it's so enjoyable. And then Allison Roman's Dining In, so that I had some inspiration for meals. Um, it's interesting because, you know, you can't just go to the grocery store. Flour is not there. Like, every time I've gone to the grocery store, I can't find flour. So I've just, I ordered some online. And hopefully one day it will show up. <laughs> In the meantime, I have, like, maybe a couple pounds so, you know, it's not like I'm in dire need to survive. It's just merely for my, like, random projects that I want to do. Um, what else? I think those are the things I'm reading. I'm also doing my Italian classes on Zoom, which I, like, shout out to Tina for that. Um, and things I've been watching. So we have Queen Sono, which is like an African woman James Bond show on Netflix. I also have been watching, well, I binged with my brother Love is Blind, which... We thoroughly enjoyed, and I kind of miss right now. But it's okay, because now I'm watching Tiger King. We watch an episode a night. Y'all, it is a ride. It is a ride. You have got to watch this. I, I, there are no words. I don't want to ruin it. You've just got to watch. That's all i got to say. Um, I watched Emma on Amazon Prime, because I was able to, you know, it's in the theaters, and I wanted to go see it. And since that's not going to happen, I decided to watch it from the comfort of my home. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Beautifully shot. Funny and lush. And Johnny Flynn, I love him so much in everything he does. He plays, he just, he plays his parts so well. Um, I have some plans of watching some other things. Probably going to catch up on some Korean dramas. Uh... I might go back and watch some Parks and Recreation. The flu episode, I think, is always timely in a situation like this. Um, what else do I have going on? Well, I moved into my house, which that was exciting. So there's some projects that I might try to do during this time. I have some pendant lights to put up. Um, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my garden. I have some pictures to hang. So, you know, I'm just trying to lean in to the slowness of this time and when this lifts I will with gratitude return to you know sitting in a coffee shop with a friend and going out to dinner and having a meal and hearing the cacophony of noise uh, in a room full of people that I don't even know um, going to a concert getting on a plane and seeing people I love couldn't see my grandparents because I didn't want to bring anything home to them uh, traveling again, you know, we have all these plans and just like that, life is upended. And so how do we not take things for granted? How do we appreciate each other and appreciate what we have um, and come out of this better people than we were before? Also, how do we do better with health care? Better with health care, less greed. We have enough to take care of people. There, the scarcity is a mindset. It's not even real. It's just straight up greed and selfishness. And if we can, if we can hack this and be better, whew, then this would be worth it.
to the Petite Polymath is a podcast by Britstone. Be safe, everyone. Be well. Be a good neighbor. Stay home.